Hey, hey, hey. Happy Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, it's Tuesday. All right. What's up, everyone? I have a special guest this evening. This is Nadia. She is 11, almost. I call her 11 because she'll be 11 in like a week. So she's already 11, right? Um, so she's our special guest, and we're going to be having a conversation with her about sports and mindset and what she is learning at a young age in order to support her not only in sports, but also in her life in general, because we know that so much of what our kids experience in sports spills over to touch the rest of their lives. Actually, everything does. So I am Monica Painter. I am a mindset coach, a quantum healer, and a high ticket affiliate marketer. My space is online. I love playing online. So we're super excited to have you and super excited to have an amazing conversation. I'm going to turn the comments on. Please comment and say hello if you're here. And I have a question for you. If you're watching the replay, put hashtag replay. Tell me you're watching the replay. And if you would like to hear about a specific athlete, I'm happy to dive in and see what they do in the way of mindset and visual visualization. Um, so many upper level amazing athletes are really, really tapping into visualization and manifestation. This is like what I'm talking about here. It's magic, but it's not outside of the realm of what is actually being put into place by so many athletes. They are all doing it now. They've been doing it for years, but unconsciously in many cases, now they're doing it consciously with great intention. There's so much research that they're seeing and exploring. There's so much available online that they're learning to tap in and really elevate and become amazing athletes and get better and better and better. It's like the, I think it's the four minute mile. Have you heard of the four minute mile? No. I think it's the four minute mile. <laughs> the four minute mile. So years ago, a guy broke a barrier and set a record on, is the one minute mile. Anyway. <laughs> The distance doesn't matter. The point is we break barriers and then you know what happens or we set records and you know what happens? A whole bunch of people come behind you and do the same thing because it's all a state of mind. And so let's talk to our guest. This is Nadia. Sit up straight Hi. so we can see you over the banner. Okay. So <clears throat> Nadia, what I want to talk about is first of all, tell us what sports you play. I play hockey and horse. I, I do horseback riding. Okay. So I want to talk to you specifically about hockey. We can go into the horseback riding too in a little bit, but let's start with hockey. And the reason I want to start there is because hockey is predominantly, especially in the younger ages, a uh, male dominated sport, right? It, right yeah <laughs> i'm talking to you <laughs> and so nadia decided 
at a very young age that she wanted to play hockey. Now her dad played hockey in high school and was really into hockey. Like our whole family was just all in with hockey. And she said yes to this was, this was the first sport you played, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah. It was the first sport she played, decided to play was hockey. And she decided to play on the boys team for multiple reasons. It was easier. It was closer to our house. And there really just weren't that many girls playing hockey. So we're going to say Nadia is breaking barriers. And so this year or this past year was her first year playing in the all girls league. But before that, she played in the boys league from age six to nine, six to nine, six to nine. So three years she played with the boys. And what I want to ask you, Nadia, is, you know, kids are pretty like footloose and fancy free about that kind of stuff. Did you think about the fact that you were going into a male dominated sport and being the only girl typically on the team? I mean, not really, but I do think that whenever I actually did go in, I realized that I was like, I'm the only girl. And I don't know. I feel like it was kind of hard to make friends because a lot of like whenever they're younger, they came in as the mindset that boys are the only ones who play hockey. And I did think that I got treated differently because I was a girl. Okay. So you did feel, but no one was mean to you, right? No. No one was mean. But I um, could tell. But you could feel it. Mm-hmm. Could you feel their energy? Yeah. Okay. And so we know that we are more energy than physical beings. So it makes sense that you would feel that energy. Do you feel like that affected the way that you played the sport? Definitely, yeah. Really? I think I think that it wasn't like in a bad way, but I think that I did. I felt like I had to try harder to fit in oh. and to make sure that I was as good as them because I was a girl. So it drove you to work harder. Yeah. Would do you feel like the way that you had that experience that it was only a benefit to you? I think so. As far as driving you. It never really like actually hurt my feelings, but it like I could, it, you know, it's one of those things where it said, you said to yourself that it didn't hurt your feelings, but you knew that it kind of did, but I, it did try, make me want to try harder so I can try and fit in with them and make sure that I stayed as good as them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now let's talk about the decision to go to the girls team and that transition. So I remember the year before last that you said you were done playing hockey. That it was going to be a last year. And I want to ask you, cause I never really asked you this question. When you decided you were done playing on the boys team and you thought you were done with hockey completely, why did you make that decision? I did think- it have anything to do with, the all boys team I think so because I don't know I feel like I didn't really have any friends games like weren't really fun you know whenever you don't have friends and make connections it's kind of like I really didn't look forward to practice and stuff whenever it's practices I would like I just didn't want to go but I would still go but I never wanted to go you never wanted to go okay so I remember like sitting up And watching you and like crying, thinking it was your last game. 
because it was so sad. I was like, oh, she's grown out of hockey. And we loved watching her play hockey. And then she decided she was going to play on the girls' team. And what what made you decide? Because no one influenced you. Like, we were resigned to the fact that you were done. Well, I think, I mean, the really real reason was because one game, I always thought because everybody always, that kids, you know, everybody kind of was kind of in that mindset that if I joined the girls team, then I wouldn't be as good and I wouldn't progress as much in that that like we would lose a bunch of games because we would play a bit up against a bunch of good boys. But then I remember one time we played against them and they beat us like 12 to zero. The girls came yeah. in. Yeah. And then I was like, they're actually really good. And then I thought about it and I was like, I can try that out. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. So now playing for the girls team, and this is interesting because most of the girls who play on the house league, which is what she used to play also play on the travel team which means that they have they get extra practice time, really, that they're practicing more than the boys. And so I remember when you played on the boys' team, we'd see the girls' team come out. And at first we were like, oh, it's the girls. But then we were like, oh, shit, it's the girls because they're, they're really good. And so this is the team that Nadia plays for now, is the girls' team, and she's playing travel. Now, I want to tell you, as far as mindset, that Nadia – when you were asked, because you started on the girls' house league last season, but then Nadia was asked to play up on the travel team. And this is the, the mindset, mindset, mindset point. Her posture and her ability, her skill and her aggression and just the way she, just everything changed. Did you realize that that had changed for you, Nadia? Because yeah. I saw a massive change. I really didn't notice until people actually told me. But How did it feel to you when you were asked to play on the travel team? What did that do for your mindset in the game of hockey? I feel like whenever that happens, it makes you feel really good and you don't realize what is actually changing. And I felt like I really did. I really was really excited and happy that they actually thought that I was good enough player to move up. And because I've always kind of had a mindset of I will never be as good as them because on the boys team, they kind of made me feel like that. So it, that feeling had stuck with you. Yeah. And then whenever they asked me, I feel like it really did make me feel really good boost your confidence mm -hmm. okay no i didn't realize it but okay so now the next thing i want to talk about is i want to talk about your mindset around wins and losses and so something that i have to applaud nadia on is when when she plays she goes all out she's a very good sport there's never any anger or aggression outside of, you know, getting in there to get the puck, which we actually kind of need to work on that a little bit. I'm kidding. Um, but when she comes off of the ice, even if it's a loss, she handles it so well. There's no, like, she doesn't beat herself up. She doesn't seem to, like, feel bad about it. And she just goes with the flow and accepts it. And so I want to know what's going on in your head when you lose a game. 
I feel like one of the reasons why I do not want to be hard on myself about it is because whenever people on my team get really mad about losing, it annoys me. I'm like, it's just one game. Like we, I feel like a lot, whenever you lose, it helps you improve because you have to think about the things that you did wrong, but you also have to think about the things that you did right. Cause it, it's bad for you just to beat yourself up and say that right. name all of the things that you did wrong, but not one thing that you did right. Right. Cause there's always one thing that you did right. So you see the value in the loss. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Okay. Now, do you feel that everything that we do around mindset at home and the way that we as a family address sports and improvement and wins and loses, do you feel like that has had a direct effect on the way that you handle sports? Yes, because I know like it definitely helps me and I can tell that there were some girls on my team. There's just one girl who at the we lost the championship game and I can tell how her dad was kind of acting towards her. She like was super mad and was like, we lost. It doesn't matter because I was trying to make her feel better about herself and saying it's fine i mean we made it to the championships and that's what matters and she like was super mad and i could tell that it was because of how her dad was a, a her and mm. what he was saying to her <clears throat> right so you can see how his mindset has conditioned her mindset mm -hmm. right because whenever i got off i know that you were super supportive right and was like you did great but i could tell just by the way his face looked at her whenever we got off the ice. Is, mm -hmm. That's why she was acting like that. The disappointment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So do you think that her reaction to the loss affected the rest of her life as well? Yes. Do you understand that question? Like as far as do you think that that feeling overflows into other parts of your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unless she actually thinks about it and if she like kind of, you know, tries to make herself feel better about it later on. But right. if she doesn't, then it's just going to stick with her. Right. And so one of the most important points here is that we are always coding, conditioning our children. Our kids are mimicking our behaviors. And so... You know, even if you're watching a sport and you're like flipping out over the loss, really upset, you know, like your team lost the bracket or the championship or whatever. we got to remember that our kids are always watching us and internalizing and taking on our thoughts, feelings and emotions. You are essentially creating in a way a carbon copy of yourself with their own unique characteristics. But you really are imprinting upon your kids. And the way that they're dealing with their interactions in the sports arena is directly related to and modeling, mirroring the way that they're relating to life in general. Okay, now I want to end this with something really cool happened over the week. Nadia was in a horse show. Nadia was in a horse show. Dan's here. John, now both these guys I went to high school with. What's up, John? What's up, Dan? Okay. Now, Nadia was in a horse show this weekend and the very first class that she was in, her horse was kind of being a jerk. They didn't go outside the day before, so they were just full of pent up energy. 
but she went out there and she held her own. This horse can be very rambunctious, very similar to Nadia. Their personalities <laughs> are the same. They mesh very well. So she went out there, she gets on the horse and he was acting too unruly to even place, but she stayed cool, calm, cool, collected. She kept control of the horse. And she said, when she came out, she was, didn't even care that she hadn't placed. It wasn't like, she was like, whatever, like you, how'd you feel about it? I, you, you usually at least place, but you didn't place. How do you feel about that? I really, I feel like whenever I place, I don't really care because I, again, you just have, you always do kind of care, but you kind of just have to be like, I have other classes that I can take and it's fine. Like, and did you recognize that you were part of a team out there, right? It was yeah. you and the horse. The horse didn't really do his part, right? Yeah. And so that the fact that you recognize that is very important because in a team sport too, like you can't take it all on, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is the really magical part. What she said was she rode up to me on her horse and she said, Mom, the next class, I am not going to worry about placing. I'm just going to focus on keeping my horse in line. And I was like, okay, that's perfect. So she just completely dropped all resistance to calling in the win. And this was the hardest, really the hardest class of the day. It was a pattern. Yeah. So you learn a pattern where you walk the horse for a certain amount of time, trot them, walk them, back them up, but you learn it right before you go out. And she learned it like that. And she went out there and tell them what you placed. First. She placed first. It was like an instantaneous manifestation. I was so excited when I heard them call her number for first. And I was like, wow. And the coolest part is that she recognized that she was an active part in creating that and how she did it. That she literally was like, mom, I'm not going to worry about placing. And then boom, she placed first. And then another thing is just like in hockey, it's like if you are telling your whole team that we're never going to come back, like we've lost, it, your energy rubs off on them. And it's the same with horseback riding. Your energy rubs off on the horse. Absolutely. So if I go out there being like, he's acting crazy, I'm never going to do this, then he's kind of like. And another thing is whenever I notice that I'm scared going over a jump, then he refuses it. And if I like... I know he always refuses if I'm scared to go over the jump. It's like he feels that I know that I am. Yeah. So you have to stay centered mm -hmm. and not just in horseback riding. Like you said, in a team sport, you think of the collective energy, right? It's all a co-creation. I want you to think about when you go to a basketball game and the team is losing and like half the damn fans leave toward the end of the game. Like, can you imagine what, how that energy is imprinting upon the team. It's like, they'll just continue to go down the tubes. They're all their fans left. I mean, it just is like to bring awareness to it. And I love the fact that you have awareness around the fact that there is collective energy and that you have to be mindful of doing your part in order to support the rest of the team so they can do their part. Like that is so huge. And many you know, kids do it unconsciously, but like to have the understanding 
is huge. And this is what we get to share with our kids. We get to become conscious of it so that they become conscious of it. And it makes life so much easier for them. They don't have to learn all this shit at, you know, 35, 40 years old. They get to learn it in a, at a very young age when their brain is even more neuroplastic. Plast, hold on. Neuroplastic, which means that it's shifting and shaping and changing much easier than ours does. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, I see Damon. Hello, hello. Okay, is there anything else that you would like to share before we go, Nadia? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Um, I would like to ask you one last question to leave everyone with a final thought. And this is my question. What is the most beneficial mindset practice that you feel that you use at home that helps you in life? Does that question make sense? Yes. Okay. Tell us, leave us with that thought. Do you know? No. <laughs> Could just think about all of the things that you do, because you do a lot of things on a daily basis that are very habitual, that you, they just seem normal to you, but the general population is not doing it. So I'm talking about like meditation, positive affirmation, positive internal dialogue. I feel like it's definitely being positive because whenever you like go around places or hang out with people, I never notice like how much people are like, that's never going to happen with my luck or something. That's oh, like the worst thing to oh say. my gosh. They like imprint upon themselves, don't yeah, they? They're like with my luck, that won't happen. Or just my luck, this is going to happen. And I'm like, if I want to say, don't say that. It's like, it's going to, that's not going to happen anymore. You have to believe in yourself for it to happen. Oh, I love that. That is a good one, Nadia. Okay. So, and like, isn't that huge? The fact that the 11 year old has awareness around the fact that words, are, literally words are spells. Like a spell is called a spell for a reason. And so when you say things like, oh, that's just my luck. Or when you say things like I'm broke, don't ever say that again. I don't care how little money you have in your account or how little money you have in your um, wallet, like don't use that term anymore. Just don't say I'm broke anymore. Ever. Another thing that would happen a lot whenever we're in our hockey locker room getting ready for a game, it annoys me whenever I'm like, we got this. And then people are like, don't jinx yourself. And oh, like, the good old jinx. I know. And there was one other girl in the locker room with me that would always be like, jinxes aren't real. Like just believe in yourself. I like and that. It was, I, it annoyed me that everybody would always be like, don't jinx yourself. Don't say that. Oh, that's interesting too. Oh my gosh, Nadia, that's huge. So like you say a positive affirmation and someone's like, ooh, don't, don't say that. Don't affirm yourself. Isn't that a wild program of the matrix? Hmm. That's really interesting. Okay. Thank you very much for sharing. All right. If you're just joining us, we're wrapping up. Um, if you want to catch the replay, Nadia has just shared with us her experience playing in boys hockey and now playing in girls hockey. Um, she had a beautiful manifestation in her horse show over the weekend. So dive back in, watch the replay, tell us you're watching the replay. And thank you so much for joining us. Happy Tuesday. Um, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And we'll catch you next week, every Tuesday at 830 Eastern.
Bye, everyone.